from high school is a is a a wonderful moment in a person's life they begin to focus on college and focus on career and focus on life that will be paved for them and it's a time that the enemy knows is a very pivotal point in their life but God be glorified but God be glorified amen and we we thank the Lord that our children are able to be brought up in a in a church community a church family that loves the Lord that loves them I thank each and every one of you for being that kind of a congregation that loves our young people and wants to see them succeed. And uh, before I go into the word of the Lord uh, this morning, I do want to make a, an announcement uh, to you. Uh, Brother Colbreth mentioned this already, but let me, but let me uh, reiterate. On June 23rd, we're having here at the church family day that's a saturday june 23rd family day outreach invite your neighbors your neighbors and your friends and your neighbors friends your neighbors dogs and cats bring your grandkids invite co-workers invite children that 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 are on your children's sport teams because we're going to be having a wonderful day of free food carnival style games with prizes it's going to be a great day of christian fellowship and entertainment there's going to be inflatables for ages 2 to 11 at 5 30 p.m we're going to begin a variety show with evangelist will roland and this is going to this is going to be an appealing day for our community that's going to bless the lives of the children that that come so so invite people and spread the word and let's have people from the community come to Tree of Life Church and let's show them the love of God that takes place at Tree of Life Church. Amen. Some people, some people will come for an event like that and, and, but not come for a service. And so we want to take advantage of any and every opportunity we have to be able to show the love of God uh, to people. And if you look at those around you who are here today many people came to the Lord when they were a child or a teenager many people came to the Lord when they were a child or a teenager the enemy is competing for their souls and and we have to be serious about the business of reaching children and young people and so this day is going to be a great day a family day on June 23rd it's going to be a very important event find out ways that you can help contribute let's be a part of this let's donate uh, so uh, continue to listen for ways that you are going to be able to be a part of this this is going to be an all-church effort June 23rd family day outreach it's going to be a great time in the Lord it's going to last from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday June 23rd and the church said amen Amen. We're going to go into the word of the Lord uh, at this time. I will invite your attention to the book of Zechariah. The book of Zechariah. I pray that the Lord will help us to minister his word this morning. Zechariah chapter 8 and verse number 3. Thus saith the Lord, I am returned unto Zion and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem and Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth 
and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, there shall yet old men and old women dwell in the streets of Jerusalem, and every man with his staff in his hand for very age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. Verse number 6 says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, should it also be marvelous in mine eyes, saith the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the east country, from the west country, and I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong. Ye that hear in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets, which were in the day that the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid, that the temple might be built. For before these days there was no hire for man, nor any hire for beast. Neither was there any peace to him that went out or came in because of the affliction. For I set all men everywhere, one against his neighbor. But now I will not be unto the residue of this people, as in the former days, saith the Lord of hosts. For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give her fruit. The ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all things. And it shall come to pass that as you were a curse among the heathen, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so will I save you and you shall be a blessing. Fear not, but let your hands be strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would like to minister this morning on this subject, walking in the ways of the Lord. Walking in the ways of the Lord. Could we go to the Lord together in prayer at this time? Heavenly Father, we give you praise for what you have done today and what you are doing in this house. I pray in the name of Jesus that each and every individual that hears your word will receive your word. I pray, oh God, that you will give us strength, give us grace. Let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon us. Hallelujah. Lord, let healing virtue flow through this house. We love you today and we give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. And the church said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. There is a way of God, and there is a way of man. There is an age-old battle that rages between the will of God and the will of man. We saw this on full display even as Jesus the Messiah was about to take upon himself the great suffering of the cross and he went to the garden of Gethsemane and began to demonstrate to us how a son of God is supposed to to pray and face his greatest challenges of life 
And even Jesus said, if this cup can pass from me, please let this cup pass from me. But, but ultimately, he said what we all need to say. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Today, even as I preach here, today, even as we worship the Lord, there is a battle for the will of man. There's a battle for your will, and, and, and you know what you want, or at least you think you know what you want. Some of you are still undecided on where you're going to eat this afternoon. That may have been the great discussion coming into church. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? Well, I was in the mood for this. That doesn't sound good to me. Well, where do you want to go? Anywhere is fine with me. Well, what about that? No, not that. Amen. But we, but, we, but we have, deep within ourselves, a will. We have a desire and we, we have a, a trajectory that, that we have kind of mapped out for ourselves. And, and we, today, sitting in this place, we must be aware that if that that we have planned does not flow with the will of God for our lives, then, then, then our will needs to surrender to His will. This is the goal of the preacher today. As, as I preach the word of the Lord and any preacher who preaches the word of the Lord, it is, to, it is to persuade people to surrender to the things of God. It is to somehow step into people's path and say, wait a minute, which way are you going? Because if you're not going the right way, then let the spirit of the Lord and let the word of the Lord Convince you to turn your eyes to your creator and follow the ways of the Lord. Now this word way, it's, it's an interesting word. It actually means like a road. It means a path. And, and, and we use it very uh, broadly. And, but but it, actually, it actually refers to a pathway or a road way it is it is a it is a a path that allows you to go from one place to another and as you live life and we just talked about those who are graduating from high school but as you live life you will be faced by a myriad of opportunities that compete for your attention and your dedication to them it is important that you commit your way unto the Lord. If you, now this is a word from the Lord. It is a scripture from the, from the word of the Lord that says, commit thy way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Now I want you to consider what that's saying. Commit your way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. This is the Lord telling you that if you will walk in my ways, I will step in and do it for you. He will not bring to pass things that are not his will. And yet there are things that are not his will that come to pass. So now you have to ask yourself the question, how did they come to pass? What force brought to pass in my life Something that was not the will of God. What spiritual entity brought to pass 
something in my life that was not the will of God. It is through many times our rebellion, through many times our stubbornness, that, that we are able to achieve things that are not God's will. And it, it should actually cause us great concern when we stop and consider what powers then were behind me. Because it certainly was not the Lord that was helping me to achieve things that were not his will. And so we have to say today that when the Lord steps in on your behalf, he will fight for you to bring something to pass that is his will. And something that is not his will, he'll actually resist. So God is on your side when you're walking in his way. And when you're walking down a way that you should not walk, he will actually fight against you. The scripture says, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. And so, so we understand this to be the case. Now, now there was a, a song sung by Mr. Frank Sinatra who said that he did it his way. He said, now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway. But more, much more than this, I did it my way. Regrets, I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway. And more, much more than this, I did it my way. Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all and I stood tall and I did it my way. I've loved, I've laughed and cried. He said, I've had my fill my share of losing and now as tears subside I find it all so amusing to think I did all that and may I say not in a shy way oh no oh no not me I did it my way for what is a man what has he got if not himself then he has not to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels the record shows I took the blows and did it my way. Yes, it was my way. It's a troubling song, truthfully, and I know it's got a little swing to it. <laughs> but it's, but, but if, you, if, you, if you surrender your will to God and you say, God, I'm going to do it your way, the song takes on a whole different dimension. Now let's sing it again. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway. But more, much more than this, I did it God's way. Regrets, I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway. And more, much more than this, I did it God's way. 
Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew, but through it all when there was doubt, I ate it up, spit it out, faced it all. I stood tall and did it God's way. I've loved, I've laughed, I've cried, I've had my fill, my share of losing, and now as tears subside, I find it all so amusing to think I did all that. And may I say not in a shy way, oh no. Oh, no, not me. I did it God's way. For what is a man? What is he God? If not himself, then he has not to say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows, but I did it God's way. Yes, it was God's way. There's a whole different connotation that comes into effect when you're facing the very tail end of your life and you can look back over your life and say that I did it the way of the Lord. I did not look after my own way. I did not seek after my own good, but I sought after the good of the Lord. I looked out over my life and I said, God, I'm gonna surrender my heart, my mind, my soul, my body, and my strength to you. When you walk in the ways of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have a life that's full of the peace of God. You're going to have a life that is full of the joy of the Lord. I want you to know very clearly, whatever lack of peace you experience in your life comes from when we do not do it the Lord's way. Whatever lack of joy that exists in our life, that lack of joy comes by not doing it the Lord's way. I, 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 the, the greatest evidence of the existence of God is simply in following the principles laid out in the word of the Lord. You can, you can deny his existence all you want, but you continue down the path that you chart, the course that you chart, the path that you plan, and it will always end up in the same type of dire circumstances. But if you will look to the word of the Lord and say, I'm just going to give this thing a try. I'm just going to try what the word of God says. You've tried everything else. Why don't you try Jesus? You've looked to everybody else. Oh, and I feel like preaching to somebody today. Hear what I'm telling you. I don't mean try what folks say about Jesus. I mean get in this book and learn the ways, the ways, the ways of the Lord. It is tempting to some to look at a, somebody like a Frank Sinatra, somebody who has achieved success as this world would define it. And achieved fame. Fame, ladies and gentlemen, is not what it is cracked up to be. People seek it and then they are desperate to rid themselves of it somehow, some way. But it's like a drug. They want more of it because of the affirmation that it brings. But it brings a certain chaos that, that comes along with it. It's the wisdom of this world, ladies and gentlemen. It's not wisdom at all. It is actually foolishness foolishness it is foolishness and if you walk in the ways of this world you will arrive at a place of confusion at a place of foolishness and this is this is the temptation the enemy told Jesus he said I will show you all the kingdoms of this world and and as you look out over the kingdoms of this world I will show you the kingdoms and I will show you the glory of these kingdoms each kingdom of the world has a false glory attached to it whether it is the the the, the kingdom of Wall Street or the kingdom of Hollywood or the kingdom of sports 
All of it has a false glory that is attached to it. You and I were meant to ascend into the glory of God. We were meant to dwell in the majesty of God. And every effort of humanity to somehow rise in their own strength and in their own abilities to get to that place of of glory and majesty is false and it is vain. As a matter of fact, I, I take issue with the word aspire. I like the word inspire, but I take issue with the word aspire. And we use it in a positive way. We say, you must aspire to things. You, you've got to aspire to be great. You've got to aspire to be a success. But I take issue with that, and here's why. The etymological breakdown of the word makes me realize the humanism of it all. Aspire simply means without spirit. That prefix of the letter A means without. It's where we use the word again or again or amoral. It, it has to do with without So when you say aspire, you're saying without spirit. I want to aspire to greatness. In other words, I want to achieve greatness without the spirit. I want to achieve success without the spirit. You will achieve a success, but you will achieve a success of this world, which is not a success at all. You will achieve greatness but not God's kind of greatness, not true greatness. It will be a greatness that is of this world. But remember that the wisdom of this world is foolishness to the Lord. Don't walk in the ways of the world. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Inspire is better than aspire. I do not aspire to greatness. I am inspired to greatness. I am inspired by the Spirit of the Lord inside of me. When you allow the Spirit of the Lord to propel you to greatness, that is one thing. But when you try to achieve it on your own, through your own efforts, that is another thing altogether. This is why you can see on the world stage people who have aspired to great things and they've accomplished great feats and they stand alone in the category that they have achieved. But their family is a mess and their mind is a mess and they've left... left a wake of devastation of human relationship in their path and you find out that yes they achieved this great record if 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 you want to call it that but but in the background is a life that was full of confusion and chaos and moral breakdown because they tried to achieve the ways of the world and they did it without the spirit of God but oh when you put the Lord first in your life he doesn't just make you great in one capacity capacity but he gives you a peace that passes all understanding he'll give you a joy that will come to you even in the midst of sorrow he will undergird your family he will hallelujah encompass your life he will put in you a moral conviction he will give you strength to walk in the paths of righteousness he will lead you hallelujah in paths of holiness and peace When you walk in the ways of the Lord, think about it. The things that trouble you in your life, the regrets you have, none of them have to do with serving God. And all of them have to do with when you consume things out of your own lust. None of them have to do with obeying God. You don't regret anything you did that was godly. 
You don't regret anything you did that was committed to the Lord. All the regrets, if we were to gather them all together, there's not one person who would say, I regret turning my life to the Lord. There's not one person who would say, you know, the biggest mistake I ever made was trusting that whole Bible thing. Not one person, because the principles of this Bible are true. They are right. They are righteous. And when you put them into practice in your life, they will bring about the promise associated with them. Hallelujah. There is something beautiful about walking in the ways of the Lord. The scripture says, and, 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 and in this way that we're talking about, again, it's a road. It's a, it's a path upon which you walk. It's, it's a roadway. It's a pathway. Hallelujah. And, and so we walk this pathway. The Bible says there is a narrow pathway. And there is a broad pathway. Now, it's a narrow pathway because not many people walk in it. That's what Jesus said. He said, few be there that find it. And it's narrow because not many feet have walked down this pathway. So if you're living in a generation and you're waiting for your popular culture to come alongside of you and say, you're making the right choice. Keep on walking in the ways of the Lord. You'll be waiting a long time because there's not been one generation where the whole generation was in lockstep walking in the ways of the Lord. It was a select few. It was a few who decided to put their trust in God. But Jesus said, walk that narrow pathway. Walk it. Walk it walk it sometimes it's so narrow you might feel uncomfortable you might feel like you're the only one on it but walk it anyway sometimes it's so narrow you might have to duck branches that are hanging low and you might have to climb over over roots that have come up too far out of the ground but walk it anyway there might be sometimes you may not think you can get through it but trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Walk that narrow way. Walk that narrow way when it's not popular to walk that way. Walk that narrow way when everybody in your generation mocks you for walking that way. Walk that narrow way when everybody in your family is telling you you're making a mistake. Walk that narrow way. Walk that narrow way. If there's something on you that is preventing you from getting through a particular portion of that narrow way, take it off of you. Take it off of you. Hallelujah. Remove it. Because the most important thing in my life is that I walk this narrow way. You want to know why it's important? It's not important so that I can stand up here and say, I walked away, not many people walk. So I can brag about, I lived for God when nobody was living for God. I served the Lord when everybody said, we take no pride in that. There's no boasting in that. The reason that we walk this narrow way is because the end of the pathway. Which way are you going? Which way are you going? Because it doesn't matter how it looks now. The question is, where does this thing end up? And where are you trying to arrive? Well, what is your goal with this? I mean, I know you're smoking stuff right now, but, but where does that end up? Oh, I know you're drinking stuff right now and you're partying every weekend, but where does that end up? Where are you going with that? Where are you going? You're on like a slip and slide on their way to someplace. 
This thing is happening at a rapid clip and you're on your way somewhere. But the end of the narrow way is life everlasting. I said it's life everlasting. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to live for God and the reason I'm going to live for God and help me Lord by the grace of God that this is true and be true and remain true every day of my life because our boast is not in ourselves. Our boast is in the Lord and we do not cast stones at other people lest we ourselves become a castaway. But in the name of Jesus, I'm going to live my life for the Lord because in his presence there's fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore hallelujah the end of the broad path is destruction there is a narrow way and there is a broad way at the end of the broad way is destruction and folks it is Broadway Broadway, everybody's on it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody concurs with you while you're on it. Everybody's in agreement and everybody's on their way to destruction. You're going to look down that Broadway and you'll see people who are on the front of every magazine. You'll see people who trend on Twitter every day. You'll see people whose Instagram stories go viral. You'll see them, they're there, and they're going to look at you and say, we're on the right path. You're on the right path. This is what they'll tell you. They'll say you're on the right side of history. Not only are you on the wrong side of history, you're on the wrong side of eternity. The broad path is not a path you want to be upon. Our Lord and Savior was not a very popular individual in his day. And if you disagree, just read the last few chapters of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they'll tell you how unpopular he was in his pop culture, in his generation, in his generation and in his popular culture. Jesus was so hated and despised. He was nailed to an old rugged cross. He was mocked. He was mocked. He was mocked. They struck him. They smote him. They afflicted him. He was, he was an absolute enigma in his generation. But I'm going to walk in his footsteps steps because hallelujah he arrived at where I'm trying to reach looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of God that's where I'm going I said that's where I'm going and I can't get the broad way does not lead me there. It does not lead me there. It does not lead you there. But seek ye out, the scripture says, the old paths. The old paths. We don't even know what the old paths are. You, you, there are some old paths that there may be some here who remember. But see, things modernized. And because they modernized, we have interstates now. We have interstates. I mean, you could take Montgomery Road all the way to Cleveland. But who's going to do that? I'm going to Cleveland. I'm taking I-71. 
not taking, I love Montgomery Road, but I'm not taking it all the way to Cleveland. Goodness gracious. You know what all I got to go through in, in order to get to Cleveland? Every stoplight I got to sit at for how long? No, 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 no. Y'all enjoy your Sunday drive and your Monday drive too, because that's how long it's going to take you to get from here to Cleveland on Montgomery Road. I'm going to get on I-71. I'm going to get there as fast as I can. And that's the mentality of this day and age. It's the mentality of the prodigal. I don't want to wait. I don't want to go through the process. Give it to me now. Give me the pleasure now. Give me all of the gain now. Give me success. Give me fame. Listen, if you walk the narrow way, you're going to find riches, hallelujah, untold. If you walk the narrow way, you're you're going to find a city where you'll never grow old if you walk the narrow way. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I know this isn't going to get me any invitation to sit on some morning talk show. Now, what are you saying about the narrow way? We really found that interesting because nobody's interested in the narrow way. But if you'll commit yourself to the word of God and walk in the ways of the Lord. There's a lot of places you'll find along the way. I'm, oh, I feel like preaching the word of the Lord. Listen, listen, you're going to find God's spouse for you for one thing. Where did you find your spouse? On the narrow way or on the broad way? Did you find him in the club or in the altar? Where'd you find them? There's no, it's no wonder you're having some problems right now because you were looking on the broad way many times instead of on the narrow way. Let me just throw this out there real quick. In the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord describes a monogamous relationship where one man was committed to one woman and one woman was committed to one man and they had faithful, holy matrimony and they loved one another and they had eyes only for each other and it was in the Garden of Eden. Outside of that, chaos erupted and people were unfaithful and people were, were ungodly and people were going every which way. People were choosing their own way that they would walk. And so now here we are in 2018. And, and what the Lord opened to us when he gave us salvation, he gave us entrance back into the garden. The church is the garden. If you want to find a good godly wife or a good godly husband, don't look in the world, look in the garden. That's where there's monogamy. That's where there's faithfulness. That's where there's truth. Uh oh, now, let, me, let me be clear. Let me just be clear. I didn't say just because they're sitting on a church pew that they're in the garden. I didn't say just because they know how to clap their hands right that they're in the garden, that they know Pentecostal ease, that means they're in the garden. I'll tell you how you'll know they're in the garden. When they come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice they hear falling on their ear, the Son of God discloses, and He walks with them, and He talks with them. The garden I'm talking about is a walk with God. Marry somebody that's walking the narrow way. If you come upon them on the narrow way, then they're all right. But if you're walking the narrow way and you got binoculars looking over on the broad way, you're asking for a heap of trouble. You can't bring broad way thinking into a narrow way of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
hear what I'm preaching to you. Listen, listen, and I know some of you are already disagreeing with what I said. And the Bible said that people would disagree with it. Notice what Proverbs 16.25 says. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof. And it's all about the end thereof. It's all about where's this thing going? Oh, I'll just turn around. You're not going to turn around. If that's your mindset, oh, one day I'll stop doing this. One day I'll, I'll if that's your mindset, then you're, you're passing all the exit ramps. See, you're on an interstate. Anybody that's been on an interstate knows you got to take the exit ramps when you get them. You can, you can, you can get on the 275 east going south, and there's some stretches there where if, if you need to stop at a rest area, you better do it. Because there's some mileage between those exit ramps. It's not just one mile here and another mile there and another mile. Well, there's another one coming up in a mile. There's some places, desolate roads that people travel that there may not be another rest area for another 45 miles, another hour and 15 minutes. You better get off while you can. And that's what the Bible's telling you. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. There's a way that man thinks that, that he says, this seems, it seems right unto me. I had a guy call me. One time a friend of mine and he was going through some difficult uh, circumstances and he had somebody who turned on him and and they they were just they just treated him horrible and treated his family horrible and he was very wounded and hurt by it and he called me and said I need to talk to you because he said I feel like I know what I need to do in this case he described the situation to me as a difficult situation he was wronged he was hurt he said what should I do he said I said, what do you think you should do? He said, I think I need to drive over and punch him out. That's what I think I need to do. That's what, this is what seems right unto me. There is a way that seems right. Just because it seems right doesn't mean that it is right. There is a way you feel justified. Don't walk down the way of man. Don't walk down the way of the world. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Walk the narrow way. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 4 and 26. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Proverbs 5 and 21. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and the Lord ponders his goings proverbs 7 chapter 25 as the scripture is teaching us a man came across a woman who was dressed in the attire of an harlot and the lord said in proverbs 7 25 let not thine heart decline to her ways don't let your heart decline to her ways don't don't go astray in her paths and and ladies that goes also for men who are who are walking along a broad way and don't have the Lord in their, in their view. Don't decline your heart to his ways. Go not astray in her or his paths. She has cast down many wounded. And notice what Proverbs 6 or 7, 27 says. Her house is the way to hell. <laughs> oh God. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, hear what I'm preaching to you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 
because I know there's a way that seems right unto a man and you can listen to me preach and you can leave this place and get right on Twitter and, 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 and find a, a billion people that disagree with me. But this is the truth of the word of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 8, listen to what the word of the Lord says. Doth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? Wisdom and understanding stand in the top of high places. By the way, by the way, in the places of the paths. Notice the places of the paths. There are many paths you can walk. And, and the Lord is telling us in Proverbs chapter 8 that wisdom and understanding stand at the place of the paths, at that crossroads where there's signs going every which direction. And wisdom and understanding are meeting you at the crossroads of your life. And she crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools. Be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understands, and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver. Receive my knowledge rather than choice gold. Oh, everybody's scrambling for riches in 2018. But, but, but Proverbs 8.11 says, But wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to wisdom. High wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. And the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Hallelujah. Verse 32 says it this way. Now therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. Refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Walk in the ways of the Lord. The book of Jude. Jude brings a a stinging account of those who have walked in their own way. Verse 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saint because there are those men that are crept in unawares. That can happen even in the church. There can be people creep in unawares. And the Bible says that they are ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this. He begins to describe to them those great sinners of the Bible. Here's some of the sinners that he points out. The angels which left their first estate. He starts right there. The angels who fell. Sodom and Gomorrah 
And the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these dreamers, these filthy dreamers, they defile the flesh and despise dominion and they speak evil of dignities. He spoke even of when the devil began to, 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 to fight with Michael over the body of Moses, dispute with him. He goes on to say in verse 11, Woe unto them, and this is what they all have in common, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They have gone in the way of Cain. What is the way of Cain? The way of Cain is, I hear you, Lord. You said the firstling of the flock. I hear you. But there's a way that seems right unto me. and I will walk in that way. And everybody in my generation agrees that this is more convenient, this is more sensible, this is more reasonable. So I will walk in my way. He contended with the Lord. The Lord said, where is your brother? His response, am I my brother's keeper? See, you start getting arrogant with God. You start getting arrogant with the word of God. You become sarcastic with the Lord himself. And this is the way of Cain. It was the way of Cain that the angels who fell walked in. It was the way of Cain that Sodom and Gomorrah traveled. It was the way of Cain that the sinners of the scriptures did in fact follow after. He said... Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. They ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. Balaam is an interesting individual. As he appears in the word of the Lord, he went with the wrong crowd in hopes of gaining some kind of financial reward. So they started out walking in the way of Cain, just going the way of Cain. Next thing you know, they're running greedily. After the error of Balaam for reward. And finally they perished in the gainsaying of Korah. This is what happens. You start along the way of man. Along the way of, that seems right unto you. But the more that you walk that way. You go down a steep decline. And you gain momentum. And there's a snowball effect that takes place in your life. And you begin to get this feeling of no turning around. And you're running and you're running. Finally, you're running after the greedy, greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. And ultimately, you'll perish in the gainsaying of Korah. And the scripture says, woe, woe, woe unto you. That word woe, it doesn't, that sound, doesn't that sound so judgmental, right? Woe, woe, woe. And, and people immediately, they hear that word, woe, and they think, they think that, my goodness, you know, it's so judgmental for a preacher to stand up and, and say woe to everything going on in the world today. But it's, it's a simple word that means stop. Stop. Stop traveling down that road. Where are you going and which, which direction are you headed? How does this thing end up? What started you down this path? Who was it that sent you down this path? When did you decide to turn your heart from the Lord and turn your eyes unto a world that cannot save you? That was always God's concern about Israel worshiping the idols. He said they are idols having eyes, but they cannot see. Ears, but they cannot hear. Mouths, but they cannot speak. Hands, but they cannot heal. Why would you turn to them when here I am, the God, the creator of all things? He spoke through the prophet Zechariah, and he said, listen, I need you to hear what I'm telling you. 
There is coming a day. There is coming a day when the, he said the, the elders will be in the streets. Older men and older women. Children will be playing in the streets. He said it's going to be a place of peace. He said it's going to be a place where you don't have to fear. That's where I'm taking you, Israel. I'm taking you to a place where the seed prospers in the land. I'm taking you to a place where the vine gives forth her fruit. I'm taking you to a place where the, where the grass just rises up and the, and the fruit comes forth and, and, and things don't die where I'm taking you. Where I'm taking you is a place of plenty. Where I'm taking you is a place of joy. Where I'm taking you is a place of flourishing. He said it wasn't always that way. He said I had to resist you before. I had to prevent you from, from experiencing certain things because you were walking down the wrong path. But he said, you've done something different. He said, you've laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord. And you have built the house of the Lord. And because you've laid the foundation and have built the house, my blessing has come upon you. And I'm preaching to somebody today to tell you that if you walk in the ways of the Lord, his blessing will come upon you. His blessing will come upon your children. His blessing will come upon your children's children. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Walk the narrow, the narrow way. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. In social media today, we, it's almost impossible People walk in the counsel of the ungodly all the time. You'll see somebody put a, a quote, an inspiring quote, and they'll list this inspiring quote that, that somehow lifted them. That would be something about success or how to succeed, how to, how to become great in your life. And, and the, 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 the person who the quote is attributed to is, I don't know, you know, Hugh Hefner. And you're thinking, what in the world? When did we start receiving counsel from the ungodly? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way, the way of sinners, nor seedeth in the seed of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And here's the promise. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That can be you. That can be your children. That can be your home. Hallelujah. So let your hands be strong. Fear not. The Lord is on your side. When you walk in the ways of the Lord, you can go to bed at night and say, the Lord is on my side. When you walk in the ways of the Lord, you can rise up in the morning and say, I don't know what I'm going to face today, but the Lord is on my side. When you walk in the ways of the Lord, you can face any circumstance, any kind of bad report that may come your way and say, I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I do know I'm blessed and I'm favored of the Lord. His hand is on my life. His hand is on my family. And everything is, in fact, going to be all right. Because I'm walking in the blessing, hallelujah, of the Lord. My father has told the story a number of times. He went through a deep, and I'm coming to a close. Our musicians can come. He went through a deep and dark trial of life where he really did not know. He just simply did not know what the outcome was going to be. He thought for sure 
that his life was over at that time. He told the Lord, he said, Lord, I just don't think I can, I don't think I can continue. He said, I certainly can't continue in ministry. He said, I'm, I, I, I'm done. And he, was, he, he had made plans he was going to open up a landscaping business. Nothing wrong with the landscaping business, but he was called to preach. And so he was preparing to, to just go into business for himself and, and walk away from preaching the ministry, preaching the word of God. And serve the Lord, sure, but he was going to walk away from preaching the word of the Lord. And as he was walking out of his house, the clouds that hung overhead broke open and a ray of sunlight came shining through. And the voice of the Lord spoke to him in that moment. As soon as the sunlight hit him and said, I am not finished with you yet. I have more for you to do. And then he said, look over. Look over in that direction. And he looked over and saw me and my brother playing in a sandbox with Titanka trucks. And the Lord said, do you see those two children? And he said, yes, Lord. He said, my hand is upon them. My hand is upon them. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless their children. I'm not done with you yet. Walk in my ways. And you know, I got to tell you all something. You know what I'm really grateful for today? I'm really grateful for a father who walked in the ways of the Lord. I honestly don't know where I would be today if it weren't for a father who walked in the ways of the Lord. I'm thankful for a grandfather and a great-grandfather who walked in the ways of the Lord. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. You, you may not have what I'm describing. My, my, I'm blessed beyond measure. And I thank God every day for what he gave to me in the form of my father and my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my family. I thank God every day. And, and maybe, maybe you can't look to somebody like that and say, because they committed their way into the Lord, it made the difference in my life. But I'm going to tell you that you can be that person. You can be that vessel. You can be that one who doesn't quit, that one who doesn't stop, that one who commits their way unto the Lord. And one day, should the Lord tarry, your children can stand up as I stand here today and say, there is peace in my life. There's soundness in my mind. There's purity in my conscience. Because I had, I, had I had people in my life who taught me the ways of the Lord. I'm not, I'm not, just, some, I'm not just some ogre of a preacher trying to, trying to rain on your parade. I'm, I'm trying to get down in the middle of your parade and wave the flags and say, Wait a minute, which way are you going? Where are you headed? How does this end up? What are you doing with this thing that you've got yourself involved with? Turn. Turn unto the Lord. Return unto God. Return. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. 
before the evil days draw nigh. Hallelujah. Can somebody lift up your voice unto the Lord? Could you just lift up your voice unto the Lord in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice unto the Lord in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice unto the Lord. Come on, lift up your praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The way I'm going all the way, yes, Lord. I'm going all the way with the Lord. All the way, all the way. I'm going on. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord. Come on, all across this building, lift up your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going on, going all the way. Let's stand to our feet and give God praise right now. Come on, let's stand to our feet in that presence of the Lord.